Does the name the Ghost Bandits mean anything to you? Most notorious bank robbers in American history. Your parents stole five million dollars from me. I don't understand. Was Owen right? Yeah, it was Owen, of course. I think. Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey, I'm Brian Brushwood. Uh, but most importantly, uh, who's Owen, Bryce? Uh, uh, hi. Well, Owen is uh, one of the main characters in Netflix's upcoming action comedy film, The Outlaws. Uh, that's Adam Devine, who plays a bank manager. Uh, his bank gets robbed, and he thinks his future in-laws did it. They did do mm. it. Because it's Ellen Barkin and Pierce Brosnan. Uh, but, what? But there's more stuff in the movie, I'm told. Uh, there we go. It's coming <laughs> to Netflix live. That's the whole premise. It's like, what if they're the bank robbers? And then the whole like last 30 seconds of the trailer is they're the definite they're definitely bank robbers. definitely the bank robbers, yeah. yeah there's whole yeah. act one is gone. But Old people who used to be spies is a genre now, mostly on Netflix. Yeah. Well, uh, mm. that one's coming Ju July 5th. So if you like, if you like that. Happy Independence Day. Uh, well, somebody who is independent-minded, and we're happy to have her back on the show, is Ashley Escada. Welcome back. Huzzah! Hello. I get it. It was like, it's in-laws, but then they were outlaws. They're outlaws. Oh, oh man. my goodness. Uh -huh. I didn't uh -huh. even. Okay. Where uh, do they get? laws There's a writer's strike right now, guys. So uh, <laughs> buckle up. This was before that. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Is that why they know. struck because of that script? Yeah, that's. I mean, that it feels like a strikeable offense. If I'm being yeah. honest, yeah, you made us write this. We're done. I have I ever been on Cord Killers? I feel like I haven't. <laughs> I feel like I've been on DTNS. You have a couple. You of have times. definitely been on DTNS. Yeah, and and, and and I do believe you've been on Cord Killers once or twice before. But you know what? That's so long ago. It doesn't even matter. I honestly, I feel like I was on Cord Killers before I had my child, and he's about to. You be were cool. on last May eighteenth, twenty twenty. Say, say, but man, I was going through some stuff at that time. Or twenty twenty, yeah. May eighteenth, twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, we were say, all going yeah. through uh, some stuff. Look, uh, we all get a pass thanks to the blip. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, yeah. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> No, the first year of my son's life was a combination of like new parenthood for six months and then just literally a, a pandemic time. And so yeah. that is like a black hole from which my brain will never come back from. Like it just well, is in that gone. Case, All of that is welcome gone. Welcome to the show for the first time. <laughs> Thanks it's for having me. Mine like a goldfish. Very sharp. Uh -huh. Happy well, Pride. I'm wearing my best drag race shirt today. Woohoo. Uh, let's get right to the primary target then because we got some Apple stuff. Oof. Now, you may wonder why we're talking about a mixed reality headset from Apple, but I'll explain in a second. Apple announced the Apple Vision Pro. The Vision Pro runs on the Vision OS. I will pause for all of your Marvel jokes. Uh, all those reality OS leaks you might have seen were false flags, I guess. Uh, the thing looks like goggles, lets you see the world around you. Also projects a picture of your eyes onto the front of the headset, so people... <laughs> Uh, think they can see you and, and they'll know when you can see them uh, when your uh, vision is obscured because you can black out the rest of the world uh, the eyes go away on the front of the headset there is no controller uh, it does uh, eye tracking and hand tracking for controls so you can just look at things to select them and then you know pinch to click uh, to keep the weight down power comes from plugging it in to a wall outlet or connecting it to a two-hour battery pack uh, its use cases were very much about providing gigantic screens for you. A lot of productivity stuff, Microsoft Office and all that. But for our purposes, they spent a lot of time pumping up the idea that you would use it to watch movies and TV shows. You could have a virtual theater. You could put yourself on a mountainside so that the screen feels really huge next to that mountain that you're on. Uh, and it's going to work with a several hundred apps from iPad and iOS, including on day one, Disney Plus. Disney CEO Bob Iger uh, made an appearance during the Apple keynote to talk about partnerships. They showed The Mandalorian. Uh, you could like sit in a virtual land speeder and watch The Mandalorian. And also showed some interesting sports stuff, which I assume would be related to ESPN. The Vision Pro is not cheap. 3,500 bucks. 
and it's not got a date yet, uh, just early next year. So is this a cord cutter device? If you have that cord running down your neck, Ashley? I mean, it, it does have a cord. I feel like, mm. I mean, well, but the cord but the is cord attached to like a battery yeah, pack. Yeah, it's back to a thing in your That's... pocket. So, yeah. I mean, if you're using, I mean, who watches the watch? You got to plug really? an Apple TV into the wall too, right? You got to get an Apple TV plugged in. You got to, it's, I mean, I feel like it's a cord cutting. I mean, but you're kind of cutting the cord of the Apple TV device. What if they have LTE? Yeah. Is it is it one of those things where you're going to be able to do like an iPad where you can get an LTE version yeah, and a Wi-Fi only version? Those kinds of details, yeah. Yeah, like I don't really know. So I, oh man, I'm, although to be fair, I mean, I think we talked about this. Like, I don't think anybody's going out like out and about in the streets, out in these streets, like watching. They did not show that use case. Yeah, I feel like they're not watching Hawkeye season two or whatever, like out and about on uh, Hollywood and Highlands. Maybe on an airplane. They did show people on an airplane, but that one makes that, sense. Okay, well, you're just seated and like, that seems yeah. fine. But I, you know, even then, I mean, there'll be people in first class. <laughs> nobody in economy is gonna have this thing. Nobody in economy is <laughs> well, no, gonna have No, you'll have to fly economy after me. you've paid the $3,500. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Okay, yeah, that's true. True. That's also very true. Um, I, you know, I will say this. Uh, my house is only so big. My house was built in 1955, and um, I'm a person who will, who will literally buy. I'm a, I'm a Barney from How I Met Your Mother. I will buy the largest available screen for a wall. And uh, it, this, the, the appeal to me is just a gigantic screen in my home whenever I want it. Wherever um, you I, want it. Wherever I want it. Um, but I, I do like, uh, I think that the, for me, the more immersive things uh, like those kind of, the, the 3D movie watching seems very interesting to me. Like, I, I feel like I would be, mm -hmm. I, I want to check that out. That seems cool. It seems like something I'm not getting on my, you know, 77 inch TV at home. Now, I like the, they showed this concept. We don't know if this will actually happen, but where you could see replays on a basketball game from above. So you yeah, could, that like, was weird. You, they, they all put the it people on look like miniatures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can exactly. like put the whole game on a coffee table and like look at them like they're miniatures. That was really weird. And uh, I like really weird. So that was that was good for me. Uh, I think the part that I responded to the most was the idea that I could have a very large screen, but also not share it with anybody. Yeah, you yeah. can share it through FaceTime, but you all have to have headsets. <laughs> right. Yeah, you've all so, got to have $3,500. Because you can do FaceTime in this, and FaceTime has SharePlay. So it could happen. So, uh, yes. And uh, there's always a way. <laughs> I have a five have member family. So the idea of a this very is, large screen, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like everybody in my family has to put a brick on their face in order for us to enjoy something together. Well, 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 mm -hmm. oh, well, well, what about this, right? I mean, you get a family computer. How many people can use a family computer at one time? All of us, because we could just hit play and watch it together. On a screen, outside of that one use case, it's, I mean, they're selling this as more than just a, they're not selling it as a screen for everybody. So there. I will say this, <laughs> on the yeah. flip side of that, <laughs> on the Wait. flip side of that, my four-year-old cannot watch me play Diablo 4. Mm. And I would really like it if, while he's doing his own thing in the living room, if I could just get in a quick session or sure. if I could watch an episode of something on Netflix that was not for children. Right, right. Uh, like, I think you should leave. Um, you know, I would love to watch that, but our house, again, is like small. And so even if I was watching it in the living room while he was playing in his bedroom, he could still hear the TV. And so um, so for me, like that is appealing to me as like a kind of pick up and use quickly device. But I think like, I mean, I don't know. You got like, they're really trying to sell this as like a content watching thing. But I think most people, like, like you were saying, Brian, like it's a very, uh, watching things is a very shared experience that we have. Like, so I, like, I know yeah. a lot of people said, oh, it's the death of the movie theater. Like when the pandemic hit and everybody was at home and upgrading all their stuff. The thing is like, there is something to be said about content or, you know, art being uh, experienced collectively in a, in a room with other people. 
Yeah, I, and and along those lines, the uh, the difficulty that I can't help but think about is the type of content that I would want to keep private. Uh, let's be mild and say like uh, a Cronenberg movie, The Fly, what have you, yeah. some kind of gross Brazil. thing that I don't Brazil. want my five year old seeing. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. feel like. I wouldn't trust this thing <laughs> to watch and enjoy on my own. I would constantly be peeking around to see whether or not anybody was. That is the brilliance of this is it you can do that. You can have yeah. the screen projected in your actual living in room. In your living so space. So that you it's still not like see VR. everything else around you. It's not a VR yeah. headset like the Quest where it blocks everything else out. It's letting you see the entire world. You have to choose if you want to block everything else out, which you can do, but you, but by default, it shows you the world around everything you and that, positions yeah. your screens in the, the room that you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the things I trust Apple to do, uh, make previously hard things less difficult. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I do believe that this will be an easy environment. I do believe that their uh, interactive mechanisms where you tap yeah, your the, fingers the, the, and move, the, you know. Yeah, all of that yeah. stuff. All of that yeah. stuff. The, I could, the user I, interface will be more friendly. Right. Things I don't trust them to do is change the fact that you're wearing a brick on your face. They're goggles. <laughs> yeah. And we think you're going to love them on your face. Uh, I, I'm I curious believe... how heavy they are. Yeah, me too. Now, that's why they put that battery pack in your pocket instead of in the in the goggles sure. is to, to but keep the battery it pack only lasts for like what two hours right yeah. that's like what or we're hearing you can plug two hours it directly battery, means, into the wall if you want eh, but that's like yeah. not even a whole marvel movie it's like you get to the climax <laughs> wow. of like dr strange that, 2 and that, then all of a sudden that is the single most off. damning evidence that i've heard so far dunked on it <laughs> that's that's the it's like okay well, i'm wearing this i'm gonna watch like you know i'm gonna watch some great horror movie that's two hours and four minutes long it's just like what yeah, are you doing like what happen. it three yeah. hours okay like i that i see um but i did I tweet, I mean, I tweet about that they're assuming you're going to plug it in when you're watching a movie that the battery yeah. pack is for something else i guess so maybe office yeah i guess so i guess they assume like for an office day you're yeah. gonna have it like hardwired you'll into, have it hardwired or a, even on the plane adapter. with outlets as prevalent yeah, as they with are outlets. You, can, you can plug that's, it in that's fair outlets on a plane like okay i get that you're stationary you're not going anywhere mm -hmm. all right fine uh, who's gonna get up and go to the bathroom with that thing on their seat is my question. So I would never put a $3,500 object down that everybody knows is a $3,500 object, off. by the way. You don't have to. You can see the entire world around you. People no, can no, see your No, no, but eyes. then you got to go to the bathroom. I, yeah. No, I can't take that in. Oh, my God, no. Please, this I, is I, the same as people who take their phones in the bathroom. I want very much to steel man this argument because uh, this is, this is and in, in stop me if you've heard this before, but for 15 years we've talked about the difference between convenience versus fidelity. Convenience mm -hmm. is, you know, a, a small phone that your whole family gathers around because you are three clicks away from watching a thing. Fidelity is this deep, rich, interactive, uh, you know, incredible gamescape that we've experienced on everything from the vibe to the quest and and so on um this just reeks of the mushy middle it's expensive but still boils down to a brick on your face um i i guys i'm i'm sorry i really want to believe in this but i i don't think i do now keep in mind that that's not to say that i won't probably buy it anyway but 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 <laughs> right. but boy oh boy is this a is this a, I, 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 I was unpleased with this pitch. The, this really does explain to me why there were so many uh, leaks ahead of time that Apple was having an internal argument about whether to release it yet or not. And Tim Cook allegedly pushed for it to be released anyway, because this feels like it is not ready for the public, but they're putting it out there anyway to get developers to understand what it is and start making apps for it. So then there will be apps that developers make that cause people to want to have it. And then they are likely, according to sources, going to have a cheaper one that won't be as capable, but be more affordable. So it's a bit of a yeah. chicken and egg situation. They there's want to put the $3,500 one out there to get people to make the stuff for it. Yes. And, and there's definitely a parallel argument to be made with the launch of the iPhone. And that, you know, like Tom and I, 
have talked about this, talked about this before the show. It's like when the iPhone came out, it wasn't like particularly great at every anything. Like it was, it, it was fine. Like it was, it yeah. was a revolutionary device in that you used your finger instead of a stylus. Like there were a lot of things about it that were were new. But at the end of the day, that device was expensive. And it was also designed to really uh, kind of soft launch for what then became the App Store, which was a year later after the iPhone launch. Like, I don't yep. think a lot of people remember that. Like, there's that sort of like weird Mandela effect where we all just assume the App Store was there right from the beginning and it wasn't. And so um, I definitely, I, I tweeted about this earlier. This is a, there's a reason Apple used Pro in the in the title. There's a very specific reason for that. And that reason is this is the this is the test device that's going to that is good enough and polished enough to put out there as a consumer product but really early adopters and other uh you know developers businesses app, you know app developers whatever that is corporations they're going to be the ones buying this majority like there will be some early adopters who pick it up who are just you know people like us and that's fine. But at the end of the day, what this is, is this is a test bed and a uh, a way to get developers to buy this device and start working on it and working on their apps and buying into the system so that they feel invested in it. Um, and then they will release something equivalent to a, you know, Vision Air in the next three to five years. That's my yeah, that, And it was announced at the Worldwide Developers Conference. So a yeah. part of the timing of the announcement, because they they could have decided to announce it in its own announcement, maybe in the fall, closer to release date, whatever. They wanted to get it, the idea in front of developers. So that makes perfect sense yeah. to me. And we'll find out more details next year. We still don't know a lot about connectivity, like we mentioned earlier, or local sync. If you got two of these in a room, can they can they share they the screen between them? You know, is there yeah. some kind of airplay situation? All kinds of questions left to be answered. We we did not get the full story on it yet. I'm not saying the full story will suddenly change everyone's mind into wanting to spend thirty five hundred dollars, but but mm -hmm. there there is more to come on this still. Yeah, if, yeah. If, and then you got in the chat there. Someone said, "What does this device do that others don't?" And I think that that's the that's the question Apple still hasn't really answered, right? It's no, the same as didn't. like Apple Watch, where it, they're kind of in a position where like, well, that's cool. And there's some cool stuff there that is for niche users. But like, why does everybody want this? And I don't think they've quite hit on that. Well, and uh, speaking of timing specifically, boy, oh boy, uh, this year of all years, uh, uh, if, if, if you told me, hey, I'm Joe Apple, uh, you know what everybody wants this year is to experience movies alone with nobody else in the room <laughs> around them. Uh, I would say not a great idea, Joe Apple. Maybe yeah. reconsider. Uh, it, Bryce, it, how many it, of these are you going to buy? Yeah, how many, Bryce? Uh, well, uh, I mean, it's cool. One for each of us, right? It's neat. I, I think if you compare it to a laptop purchase or you know a outside of the screen the mac pro is 69.95 that's another one they announced today. yeah oh my god was, for real yeah seven yeah, grand yeah. for the for the full tower mac pro big, like big this is like professional editing yeah. rigs but i think it's actually like fairly reasonable i i think the there are like a lot of problems with this but i think that those are problems that can be solved and will be solved. And we've seen Apple solve those problems. We've seen Apple make devices smaller, thinner, use better battery yep. life. If this thing's got an M2 in it, and we know those M2 chips are generally very power efficient. Um, so it could be that that two hour dongle is like two hours on top of six. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. But there, there's, there's a lot of things that you can solve with this. You can make battery life better. You can make resolution snappier. You and I think you can sell people on some of the weirder things. I think you can sell people on the eyeballs if they if they look right. I think you could sell. Depends people. on how it looks in real life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I might I might think it's less creepy once I actually see it. I might think it's better. more creepy. I when imagine it it's going to be like Memoji eyes, like your Memoji's eyes, which that like I'm fine with that. That's fine. It looks like a little Pixar person. Like I feel mm. like they're going to do maybe some slightly enhanced version of that. Like it mm. seems seems fine. 
I'm not. Although I'm not with the FaceTime, when you're doing FaceTime from within it, it makes a virtual version of you that was not yeah, emoji, weird. but also not really you. It was. Yeah. It was a little digital avatar. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Very Uncanny Valley. Very weird. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I will say for the record, an iPhone 14 Pro Max is right now is $1,100. Mm -hmm. And that's the base model with the lowest amount of, you know, memory. So I think if they, in three to five years, if they can release Vision Air, which is basically going to be like a replacement for your phone. Oh, Vision like, Air. That's like wireless. If they can find a way to make it a replacement for an iPhone, yeah, then then you got something, right? Like that's that's the thing for me. That's, I, that's my, I, that's I don't even know that you have something even then because uh, the, uh, this thing can fit in my pocket and can travel with me or in, in a way that, that... That's fair. Yeah. But there are other people who would like be fine with wearing AR goggles around. Like they I, th I think a, that that would Some wraparound ski glass looking thing instead of this big bulky thing maybe. Yeah. Yep. They really don't position it as a movable device. Like no, they, no. it was very much no. you're sitting down on a couch, sitting down, enjoying or, or yep. sitting at your office or whatever that is. But I think if the price is sub 2000 uh, and they up the battery life and it's thinner or lighter, I, I think that they have something there. It's just really going to depend on the developer community. Um, and, and there's, a, there's uh, so and many similarities to that original iPhone in that way. Yeah. Yeah, very much. I, this th I think that's why I feel I just, you know, people like to bet against Apple and I'm just like, man, if the last people said that about the iPad too, because there were other yeah. tablets that existed. Right. And everyone's like, Oh, this is dumb. Apple's never going to make any money making these things. Like it's, this is a stupid idea. Like I, I remember those. Yeah. I remember what do you need that. it for? And I remember. What do you even thing. need it for? You have a computer you've got, and you've got an iPhone. You don't even need this. This is an irrelevant product category. And it's like, if there's one thing people should learn, it's that, Nobody can predict what's going to happen with Apple stuff. And also, like, don't don't really generally bet against them because they will find a way to sell it to you. And I like I don't <laughs> even if you don't need it, like that's why the watch is by a country mile, the most the most purchased device like it, like in smartwatches like that vertical like Apple literally owns 95 percent of the oxygen in that category. Yep. Uh, one other thing that came out of Worldwide Developers Conference, uh, TVOS 17 was announced. That is going to come out uh, in beta next month and then released to the public in the fall. Uh, you will get uh, expanded control center, easier to access, uh, things like AirPod settings and all that. Just one touch on the remote. That's going to get improved. Uh, you will be able to use your iPhone to locate the remote when you lose it because you do. Um, me, uh, you'll be able to use your photo memories as a TV screensaver. If you don't like looking at dolphins or shots of LAX, you can replace it with your own stuff. <laughs> and FaceTime on Apple TV with continuity camera. So you can start a FaceTime on your phone and then send the video to the TV, but keep using the phone as the camera. Uh, and that's where you can do share play for watching movies on the Apple TV with folks over FaceTime. Zoom and WebEx also coming to Apple TV. So you can do video conferences there as well. Uh, look, not to double down, but it's like those sound like actual problems people have with actual yeah. solutions that they're providing yeah. from a mature I, product. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm very excited about continuity camera and FaceTime. Like, I don't like giving my kid my phone <laughs> to talk to his grandparents. So it'd be really nice if I could just put it up on the TV and set yep. my phone down and then he can just talk to them. Like, great. Love and that. And it'll only be $50 for the stand that Apple will sell you. <laughs> Inevitably, yeah. <laughs> $79. I know yeah, you're 50. right. $50 will be the one you get on they Amazon. I love the for number $79. Yeah, it'll be $79 at the Apple store. You're totally right. And there'll on be an that. adapter as well, just in case. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, well, folks, instead of spending $79 on that mythical product, you should give that $79 to us. Well, not all at once, or unless well, you're crazy, well. in which case, yeah, all at once. There, but don't tell them what to do. It's hypothetically, up to let's say you wanted to do just uh, three bucks an episode. Head on over to patreon.com slash cord killers. Get your own RSS feed. Get exclusive access to the After Talk segment where we are going to uh, reveal our souls to you. Oh. Keep us loud, live, and independent. Head on over to patreon.com slash cord killers. And every week I got to yeah. give my soul up on After Talk? Uh, I mean, I, I, some of us do. <laughs> 
For the price of one Apple Vision Pro, you can support cord killers for 32 years. Oh my God, that's 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 entirely (laughs) too true. (laughs) If you wanted to do $79 a month, that's like close to four years. So I mean, (laughs) that's pretty good. Yeah, still good. Uh, Patreon.com/slash cord killers. Let's talk about how to watch. We already told you how YouTube TV has the rights to show the NFL Sunday ticket to home users in the U.S. this coming season. But if you go to a bar or restaurant, uh, the games still come from DirecTV. NFL Sunday ticket lets subscribers pay to watch all Sunday NFL football games. And after 28 years, that service moved to YouTube TV. But bars and restaurants need a special license in order to show games because it's a public performance of that. And DirecTV for Business covers that license, lets the establishment show it to its patrons without violating any laws. Everybody gets the royalties paid, everybody's taken care of. And DirecTV renewed that part of the deal with the NFL. Now, you may not realize that DirecTV's business service also carries games streamed exclusively on Peacock, Apple TV Plus, and Amazon Prime Video. So if you've been in a bar watching Thursday Night Football from Amazon, it's not that they're streaming Amazon. They're probably getting it from DirecTV for Business so that that license is covered. Uh, If you're thinking, well, hey, I want to pay one bill to get all that stuff from one service instead of paying Peacock and Apple TV Plus and Amazon Prime Video, um, uh, the price in the past has been based on the occupancy of the business, Let's assume your house is low occupancy and you go for the lowest price. That's $650 a season for NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, And then larger venues are more expensive. Compare that to YouTube TV's NFL Sunday's ticket. That starts at $349. So uh, you can can spring for DirecTV for business, but it's going to cost you a lot more. Uh, so, so this is one of those things that uh, a lot of people are unfamiliar with. So when I was touring colleges, uh, one of the things you might want to do in the middle of a magic routine is you got to fill three minutes as you cut the girl in half or what have you. So it may occur to you like, oh, I'll just play, you know, some music from the eighties or whatever. Uh, but the problem is you're, you don't have a right to perform that as part of another performance. Uh, and so a commercial license ends up being a lot more money. Um, this does seem like a simple way to do it because ultimately you don't really care about who wins or loses the game. What you care about is that you're showing the game to bring people in, in order to buy more, you know, IPAs or what have you. Exactly. The, the, the idea is that it pays for itself, uh, because Mm. it brings people in to the bar. And if it doesn't, if you're not that kind of establishment, you don't need to pay for that. Yeah. Brings in the business. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting because I I always wondered when I saw Amazon Prime Video at at a like especially in an airport I'm like oh are they streaming it and and back in the day I was like do they have enough bandwidth in this airport because I ain't getting it over the Wi-Fi uh, no they're probably using Directv for business uh, YouTube TV by the way also announced it will not limit simultaneous streams for NFL Sunday ticket subscribers they had said they were going to do that uh, before but uh, they are not going to do that YouTube TV added seven new channels uh, to its service including the tennis channel which was removed in 2020 and that one's back and this one other little tidbit uh youtube uh got the nfl as we just mentioned major league baseball is kind of keeping hold of its rights trying to get them all back but spreading the love around apple has some games peacock has some games nhl is tied up with espn plus and now the last of the big four in the united states anyway the nba is coming up for renewal now word is disney and warner media disney through espn warner media through tnt are both looking to renew their deals those expire in 2025 but the nba is expected to follow major league baseball's lead and try to sell rights to more partners bloomberg says the nba wants more games on broadcast not cable but like broadcast tv and wants to simulcast the games that are on cable to streaming services. So Amazon, NBC, Apple, and Fox through Tubi are all in the mix on this. And there's still some rumblings that Netflix might try to grab some NBA games. I feel like between the four of us, we're experts in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Why do you why are you why are you setting us up for that? Oh, mainly because none of us really had a hot take on that. <laughs> 
No. Ah, yeah. Uh, It's less about knowing about the NBA, although good luck to the Miami Heat. Uh, It's more about who's going to pay for this and how is this going to break up those streaming services? I know a lot of people in the audience probably watch this and are are curious about where this is going to land. So, yeah, this is just kind of a heads up that uh, that thing you're used to where either ESPN, ABC, or TNT have the game uh, in 2025. That might change. All right, let's talk about what to watch in Under Surveillance. Not like you're in the it's all about location, location, Under Surveillance. We begin by checking in with Ayaz Akhtar to see what's coming to streaming services this June. What's up, Court Killers? Ayaz here. Let's take a look at what's new to streaming in June. Where do we start this month? Let's go with Disney Plus. It has episode one of Secret Invasion on June 21st with new episodes weekly. This is the latest installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Nick Fury as the lead. The trailers make this look like a more serious Marvel. Think more Winter Soldier and less the jokey jokey stuff. Speaking of Disney Plus, it has Avatar, The Way of the Water, beginning on the 7th. On the 14th, check out Our Planet 2 on Netflix. This is a new David Attenborough documentary series. This installment shows us how and why animals migrate. Speaking of animals, The Bear Season 2 arrives on Hulu on the 22nd. For all of you waiting to see the titular bear on The Bear, keep watching. Black Mirror Season 6 comes to Netflix on June 15th. Now, usually, this series shows us a horribly skewed vision of the future that can make us somewhat content with our present. Boy, am I curious what season six is going to look like, considering, you know. And Just Like That is back on Max on June 22nd. You're waiting for me to connect this to the Black Mirror thing, aren't you? But uh, I got one thing to say to you. Is It Cake 2 will stream on Netflix on June 30th. You want to know more? Watch this show, Cord Killers. Thank you, Ayaz, Akhtar. Also, uh, Kim Cattrall shows up in that second season of it. And just like sure. that, she does not Spoiler show up in alert. Black Mirror. Yeah. Ayaz in that video was, in fact, cake. <laughs> I knew it. You know, it. We'll reveal that next week that when we slice into him. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, fun guest stars, Matt Berry, uh, Toast of London, It, it Crowd, uh, uh, um, What We Do in, what the we shadows, do in the shadows, is in talks to star in a Minecraft movie opposite Jason Momoa, scheduled to hit theaters April 4th, 2025. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what, man, like I, I'm a huge, huge Matt Berry fan, but uh, his track record is a little bit askew of late. Uh, What was his last mistake? uh, 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 Mandalorian, I think. No, no, no. Boba Fett. He was in Boba Fett. Uh, he was bad in Boba Fett. Uh, well, he was in Boba Fett, and I watched Boba Fett because <laughs> and Brian didn't like Boba Fett. Wrote, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's enough to to sour you on him being in a Minecraft movie. It, it just makes me like there are certain actors that I am an automatic yes will watch, and Matt Berry used to be among them, and now he's on the provisional list. Whoa, fair weather fan. Uh, Visual wow. listed Matt Berry. I'm going to tell him you it, said it, that. I, I, um, I'm sorry. Am I the only one who watched the Boba Fett show? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, be. I've maintained my whole life that Boba Fett is a punk and not worth telling stories about ever. So, um, but, I, you know, I, I'm going to, people are going to send me nasty emails if I go on. Um, no, I, Matt Berry reminds me Reminds me of like, like a Eugene Levy, right? Where it's like, yes. I unequivocally love him, but the choices sometimes, the taste mm. is questionable. The script taste is questionable. And so, uh, you know, I think this is not the Rob McElhenney Minecraft movie. We should, we should probably point this out. So Rob McElhenney was doing a Minecraft movie for a while. That was in like 2019 that got announced, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, a bunch of stuff happened and then he walked away from that project. This is a new uh, Minecraft project. I don't know how much or how little they've brought over from the McElhenney version. Uh, And I know the director is the director who directed Napoleon Dynamite. What is Jared Hess? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and as we all know, his follow-up to Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Nacho Libre, was a universally beloved uh, I assume Academy Award winning movie. Cult classic. 
Uh, Cole Classic, I, I'll, I'll fight for that one. Uh, but I will say, I I have a lot of questions about Sweet. Also, like, to be fair, Jason Momoa, not exactly a, a great taste maker when it comes to choosing scripts either. His performance in Fast 10 was amazing. Fully admitted. I love him as a human being. I, like... I, I love him, but also, you know, sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he doesn't pick great movies. That's all I'm saying. Listen, we all love Jason Momoa and Stargate Atlantis. We all love Matt Berry as Mr. Pummelchuck and Great Expectations. We can all agree on that, right? <laughs> what if they just redid Twins, but instead of <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, it was Matt Berry and Jason Momoa? And call what it the just Minecraft pivoted? Oh my God, yeah. that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying, Hollywood, uh, I can't, don't can call me right now because there's a writer's strike. Don't call me right yeah, now, but I'm yeah. just call, saying. As soon as that's done. yeah. As soon if, as that's if, over, my phone lines are available. I'm not going to scab, but yeah, but yeah. like my phone lines are open as soon as the strike ends. That's all. <laughs> uh, I mentioned that uh, Black Mirror coming back June 15th. There is a trailer out for season six, and much of that trailer is taken from the first episode where Annie Murphy plays a person whose life has been turned into a streaming TV series starring Selma Hayek, uh, Selma Hayek Pinot, uh, on a fake streaming service that uses the same startup sound as Netflix, upon which Black Mirror is showing. Uh, so, so, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So Black Mirror, Annie Murphy, um, and parroting the platform upon which it's on. And this, it's this, the series have gotten so personalized. This one's about you and your life with Selma Hayek. Do, the role. do you find that when something hits the uncanny valley of feeling sanctioned by the people, like, like they're in on the parody that it takes uh, something away from that it? The fact that it does, it's not yeah. transgressive if they allowed it yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. 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 It does take a little wind out of it. You're not wrong. Takes the wind out of the sails, I think. Or I do like the, the concept though. Takes the bite I like out that. of it. I like that concept of, of, you know, this, the show is about you. It's like the reverse, yeah. um, uh, it's an AI. It's an AI generated TV show about you. Like that's super interesting. I'm into um, that. That's an interesting idea. Uh, what was the would, TV? I would, I would the terrified. guy who lived in a TV show and didn't realize he was living in a TV show. Truman Tr show. Truman show. Truman yeah. show. It's a reverse yeah. Truman show. Great yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a reverse yeah. Truman show where they ch you choose to be in a television series. It's like, but yeah, it's like if you asked AI to generate a TV show about you, wouldn't you be terrified that it would generate like a true crime story? Where I, you're, I, you you died or you're the murderer. Like, it's just, you don't have a lot of control over what AI, like, I guess you could give it some parameters, but I, like, I think it's more interesting if it's just sort of a, it's like the, a random. The thing lottery. I would be most afraid of is that it would accurately portray who I am. That, that's <laughs> like what would things. terrify me. Yeah. I feel like that's where they're going. You're like, with I the don't mirror, want but... a black mirror put up to my face. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus now streaming the first four Indiana Jones movies, as is Pluto TV, actually. Uh, to promote that and the new movie coming out, Disney Plus subscribers get first crack at special Indiana Jones merch, at least uh, if you're hearing this before June 8th, after which it goes on sale to the general public. Uh, look for a special shop tab in the details page for some indie content on Disney Plus, uh, or just go to shopdisney.com slash Indiana Jones. Oh, there was a big story about this when Bob Chapek was still in charge of Disney that they were going to give merch opportunities to Disney Plus. Uh, he's mm -hmm. gone, but this finally showed up. Bryce, you you sound really excited about this. It early <laughs> access to your favorite Indiana Jones stainless steel tumbler and tie-dye t-shirt for adults. Okay. You know they didn't, you know they don't offer a crystal skull topped cane for Harrison Ford or a whip. Mm -hmm. They should be offering. Where are the whips? Sell me a whip. Yeah, where's the where's a coupon for a five o'clock early bird dinner? That's what I. Yeah. That's what I want. So so that's Bryce, not. you're not you're not uh, clowning the early access so much as the merchandise. Well, it's the it's, merch should be good. Como no se dos. Yeah, I mean the merch should the merch should be better than Indiana Jones headpiece of the staff of raw pin Raiders of the Lost Ark Limited. Pin? I was with you. It's a pin. pin. I know. It's like, that yeah. sounds really exciting. And then you get to the pin part. And it's mm -hmm. just like, man, you had such an opportunity here to make really cool limited edition drops. Like, that's the thing, right? It's like, you do a limited edition drop and you're like, if you watch the first four indie movies within the first four, 30, 72 hours of them dropping on Disney Plus, you get access 
yeah. to these this this cool merch store with like limited edition, like five hundred limited edition pieces of each thing. It's like there's ten things. Yeah, yeah. man, somebody a put boulder, me in charge of the, of the merch department. That's boulder plushie. That's perfect. People, let kids <laughs> love plushie. A boulder plushies. plushie would be amazing. I'm totally <laughs> by that. All right, let's talk about what we've had our eyes on. Uh, what's something you've been watching lately, Ashley? Oh man, well I can't. <laughs> I will never stop watching the absurd reality on display in I Think You Should Leave, and uh, the new season is out. And <laughs> to be in Ashley's too, mind, am I right? <laughs> I too. Uh, I too. Man, I would. There is nothing. I've said this like five people. I, there is nothing I would love more than to have a special uh making of you know how they did it with um with bob and dave uh bob and david where they did like that mr show revival sure, but then sure. they had the behind the scenes like writer's room stuff i want nothing more than to see a featurette about the writer's room pitches for i think you should leave there there is nothing i wish for more <laughs> in the world when it comes to additional content like featurette content than that and um i i would like to also quit everything and uh begin my lucrative career as a driving crooner um the first episode <laughs> is already just like full of bangers and so i like i love tim robinson and i love that he was so deeply weird that he was so weird that even snl could not have him like could not contain him and mm. so uh so I, I i really love this for him and um i i love i think you should leave so much and also i've been watching drag race all-stars which has been very good now we're going to talk about i think you should leave on spoiler in time next week not this week but next week uh give everybody a chance to catch up because there are six episodes even though they're short um but without talking about your kids brian what do you think about this season uh, I, uh, to be honest, we're all enjoying it. It it is a little bit light on substance. <laughs> like 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 uh, uh, it used to be, I could describe things that happened or conceits, but instead, mainly what I remember is Tim Robinson yelling a lot. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but I've enjoyed it so far. I'll I'll complete it for sure. If, if there's any if there's any knock on season three, it's that you've already seen seasons one and two, so it's not nearly as surprising as the first season where you weren't expecting it at all. Correct. Correct. I think my favorite thing about this season, though, is that they get out of sketches much sooner, which yeah, they like really the do. last season, that was like my big that was one of my one big critique was like, I think some of them went on just a little bit too long. And in these ones, they get out of them so soon in a couple of instances that you're like, I do you get that feeling of like, wait, what did I just watch and what just happened? But I feel like that's better than ever feeling like a sketch went on too long. Now, Brian. <sighs> I'm, you're just going to make me feel worse that I haven't seen Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse yet, uh, but you have seen it twice. That's right, Tom. I went and saw the movie <laughs> two times with uh, me once and then with my kids the second time. And I Bryce, have you seen it? There was even a third time. No, I haven't seen it yet. I, I wanted to go see it this weekend and then I got I got pulled in different directions, so I didn't get a chance to see it. Did you see it, Tom? Or, or I, Ashley? No. Yeah, I didn't. Ashley, did you I see it? I have not. Uh, it was my mom's birthday this weekend, so we were doing birthday things. But um, we are going, and also our four-year-old is um, hanging around in our house all the time. It's so rude. And uh, we don't go to the movies <laughs> a job. lot. It's a long movie, so I'm like, ah, I can't take him to that. I mean, I could take him to the Mario movie, and he'll sit through that, but he's he's not four yet, so he'll be four at the end of this month. So we're going to sneak out when he goes to school tomorrow, maybe, ah. or like Wednesday, and we're going to go Clever. See Nice. Yeah. What about you, Tom? What are you uh, watching lately? Well, we had a lot of stuff going on this weekend, so we only had a limited amount of time. And uh, what Eileen wanted to do, uh, it was see D-Day, August D's concert from Tokyo in theaters. Uh, and we did. Uh, we were originally going to see it here in L.A. And when we've gone to see concerts, their Fandango events concerts, they're really fun. It's a bunch of people who are into the concert and, and having a good time seeing a concert that they can't because you'd have to fly halfway across the world to see it. Uh, when, instead, we saw it in O'Fallon, Illinois. Um, and I have to say, still really fun. Crowd may not have been as big as it would have been in Los Angeles, a little smaller uh, theater, uh, but it was great. People were into it, singing along wow. uh, and, and all that. So, uh, yeah, these these Fandango events are starting to become bigger deals, I think. Uh, and I think it is 
one possible future for theaters. Not that they're going to stop showing movies, but that they're going to do more and more of these kinds of things. Because if you can draw a crowd like that in O'Fallon, Illinois, uh, to do that, I, I, I think that points points to something yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, so that, I mean, it alleviates it, it alleviates stress on an artist. You know, you can go to the major hubs, but you can also reach those fans who are in those more rural areas in a way yeah. that connects fans together, which I, I think is always very good. If you if you have this like global sensation like BTS, like capitalizing on that fandom is so important and also making them feel seen is uh, is really important. And they do feel seen because they show up every time they show up yeah. every time. Mm -hmm. As we were driving through the cornfields and soybean fields, uh, fields on the way there, we were wondering, uh, you know, like how many people were going to show up, and 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 it was, it was good. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bryce, what should we be on the lookout for? Hey, uh, I, I got something that you should be on the lookout for. Uh, if if you're kind of if you okay, the, Tom, hear me out on this one. Did, Tom, okay. did you ever watch? I know we we both watched uh, a lot of Terrace House on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I was sad that that ended up not Ending becoming away. a thing yeah and uh, that's a whole thing did did you also did you ever watch i nori on netflix a very a no story? i never did so so they've got an, an i think this was some sort of spin-off thing but I, i'm i'm here to talk about uh, another new netflix romance reality commentary show called love village oh uh this has uh eight people uh four guys and and four women uh share a, an old style japanese house and the big twist on this one is that uh, all of the participants are 35 years or older, some of them up to, I want to say, 60 years old. Oh. Um, and so you end up with um, very mature uh, takes on love. You know, you have some people who have been divorced multiple times, some people who have never been married, um, some people with kids. Um and it's 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 interesting. I'll, I'll say that it's interesting um, if if you're used to um, if you're used to Terrace House, I think you might be interested in this. If you've okay. seen I Nori, mm. you're gonna have a better sense of the format of this. This is more structured like a mm, the, the, mm, how do I put this? There's there's a little more traditional TV in this okay there's more yeah. structure there's like a narrator they yeah. have like stings and teases and stuff and they do the typical variety okay. show kind of stuff a little more than sarah's house did none of that kind of stuff right like literally mm -hmm. this one they have a picture in picture a lot of the time of the uh -huh, commentators uh -huh. so they yeah. talk during the show more than just taking breaks at the show do they use the crying baby oh. sound effect ever uh no they haven't done the sound effect <laughs> okay so they're not that they're not that direct. <laughs> yeah Got it. they haven't gone Got that it. far Gotcha. Not that um, far, not yet. But I, I think it's kind of interesting. Also, the hosts that they have are are pretty good. Um, Becky is the female host. She was on the Netflix Ainori from a few years ago, and then uh, Atsushi Tamura is the male host. He's a comedian. Um, he uh, is a little he's a little risque, a little bit. He's kind of the loudmouth one. Um, but I, I think this is really fascinating. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they, in in a world where uh, they just announced uh, what was it, the the Golden Bachelor, right? You know, a, a, an age, a, an older version of the Bachelor. Um, it's interesting to see this uh, that doesn't have too much um, poking. There's not too much, mm -hmm. you know. Hey, aren't you old? Mm -hmm. Like, there's there really isn't too much. Yeah, of that. Yeah. It, it, there's a bit of a what, respect. The title it. Love Village made me skeptical that I would want to watch it because one of the things about Terrace House was that it wasn't overtly about dating. But then when you gave me the age range, I'm like, oh, that actually makes it a lot more interesting because it's not just kids dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, was a, I was a nitwit when I was like 20 years old. Like nobody wanted to see that. Trust me. <laughs> like just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, constant oh, stepping into rakes, like just being a big dummy. Also, just you know, it's because it's reality mm. TV in 2023. Also, they're uh, repairing the old style Japanese house in the show. Oh, so okay. that's a yeah, lot that's of interesting. Like they can't have laptops or phones or any devices, so they are spending some uh -huh. other time repairing the house and fixing things up. And, yeah, oh, that's kind of cool. I so, mean, yeah. I like it. I'm into it. I, I want to watch that. So that's a uh, that's called Love Village. It's on Netflix now. It is. Uh, I, I think that. They're doing a a, a, a multi-release model, so I think most of the episodes of the season are out. But I, I think there are maybe even even more uh, that's streaming on Netflix at the moment. If you've got something we should, we should be on the lookout for, please uh, email it to us, cordkillers at uh, gmail.com. Now, Tom. Yes, Bryce. 
the people are the people are waiting for you、mm. to tell us、mm-hmm. what you want them to do. What I want is for them to buy a doghouse system. Oh, and don't we love that? Now, a lot of people think, well, that's because it's an advertiser, and the answer is no. They're not an advertiser.、Uh, they have Brian hostage,、mm-hmm. and they will not let him go until you buy a doghouse system.、Uh, That's not literally true.、Um, you know, we like metaphors around here. Yeah, analogy. But metaphorically,、uh, they're very nice people who provided a lot of equipment、uh, for for us here、uh, at Cord Killers, and so we think it would be nice if you, the audience, who are benefiting from that, return the favor and get yourself an excellent rig at the same time. So go to doghousesystems.com/rogue. That's R O G U E. Uh, and you will get a free SSD and a great computer. I'm using one right now. It's yeah, amazing. So go、great. check it out. Doghousesystems.com. Maybe they'll、com. give Brian back to us if you buy a computer. Oh, someone bought the computer. Oh, my goodness. Guys,、uh, somebody just bought a computer, and that's why I'm back. Oh, thank, thank goodness. goodness. Wonderful.、Uh, it's just like that old now, timey movie says every time someone buys a computer, a Brian Brushwood gets a Brian back appears, on the、yeah. A podcaster gets yeah. a job. Yeah.、Yep. That's called.、True. It's a cord killer's life, and you can watch it <laughs> streaming now. Uh, also, uh, I do a newsletter. If you want to know what's up with me,、uh, just go to freetomnewsletter.com. It's free. You can respond to it. We'll have an email conversation, and I'll tell you like, all the things that are happening, to- new top fives, and things, stuff like that. So go check、Ooh. it out freetomnewsletter.com. Let's move on to the front lines. Front lines. Netflix began emailing U.S. users about changes to its password sharing policies. Users on a Netflix standard plan can add one extra member using the service outside a primary household for an extra $7.99 a month. Netflix premium subscribers can add up to two outside accounts at the same price each. Subscribers on basic and standard with ads tiers can not add extra members. Primary Netflix accounts are based on the IP address used to watch the service on a TV, and Netflix told the press that it is now starting to roll out updates to sharing to countries around the world, including the U.S. So if you're not in the U.S., you don't need to feel left out. It's coming to you soon. Netflix also began rolling out new filters for its My List section on mobile, initially on Android, and coming to iOS in the next few weeks. Users can now sort tiles by release date alphabetically by movies and TV, whether they were started or not started. And by when the title was added by the user, Netflix says it doesn't have immediate plans to bring the filters to the TV apps. Though these are just on Android and iOS for now. And AMC Theaters makes money off of its tickets and concessions, but as folks are started going to the theaters less, it has started its own AMC Theaters on-demand streaming service to fill the gap. Fandango makes its money off of selling tickets to the theaters, but similarly, years ago, bought a streaming service, then later bought Vudu and merged them together. Let the consolidation continue. AMC's theaters on-demand will be replaced by Vudu, which becomes the official streaming destination for AMC Theaters patrons. Users of AMC Theaters on-demand will have until August 31st to transfer their movie collections over to Vudu. Also, my wife works for them. Fandango, not I, I, I was about to say, like I, I just assume all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just all, all, yeah. all, all studio. Exactly.、Uh, Movie Pass launched nationwide in the U.S.,、uh, so it's not a, it's out of beta. Four、uh, thousand locations available. Some of them AMC, Regal, and Cinemark theaters. Basic plan is ten bucks a month for up to three movies. And the top plan is forty dollars a month for thirty movies. So that would be essentially a movie a day for forty dollars a month. Members can visit any theater that takes Mastercard, and if a theater is participating, it will let you use the e-ticket system. So if it's if it's a, not a participating theater but it takes Mastercard, you can just go buy a ticket at the counter. Or if it's a participating theater,、uh, you can do the e-ticketing system and reserve your seat and all that sort of thing. And finally, Comcast is offering its broadband subscribers twenty dollars a month streaming service that combines forty non-sports channels with Peacock Premium and some fast offering from Zumo.、Uh, subscribers access it from the Xfinity Stream app. It offers a twenty-hour DVR and three concurrent streams. 
finally, season two of Wheel of Time returns to Amazon Prime Video July 14th. Stars is going to raise its price from $9 to $10 a month starting on June 26th. Google ended support for the first generation Chromecast. That was the one they launched 10 years ago in 2013. The dongle will still work, but it will not receive security updates, so you're at your own risk there. Vimeo will stop supporting its TV apps on June 27th. They're focusing on corporate and creative video hosting, so they really weren't providing a lot of stuff for you to watch there anyway. Pluto, Pluto is adding 200 films to its fast streaming service. I mentioned the Indiana Jones movies earlier, also Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and more. Warner Brothers Discovery launched its rebuilt Max app last week. That brings in content from the Discovery Networks in addition to HBO Max. No price increase for the existing tiers, but if you want 4K, they are only available on the new $20 a month Ultimate tier. So price didn't go up but 4K moved to the new more expensive tier. And many people pointed out that the joke begun by Brian on this show about Peacock going by its last name was repeated by the Peacock social media account in response to HBO Max becoming Max. Peacock's account wrote, I know you're all very disappointed, but I will not be dropping the first half of my name anytime soon. You're welcome, Peacock. Indeed. All right, let's get to the dispatches from the front. Now, we had a lot of speculation about what Disney would call a combined service of Hulu, ESPN, and Disney+, Plus, which Bob Iger has indicated is in the works. Uh, Jim Thatcher, Big Jim, wrote in and said, Disney will call it Go, because they've used it before. ABC.go.com used to be a thing. Uh, not going to lie, that is a very, very good solution. It did. There's good no competition, prediction. as best I could tell, for the name Go. Uh, it solves the problem with Plus. It avoids calling it Disney. I, I think he's right. Ashley, any any thoughts on a combined service I mean, name? I can't argue with it. That's some that's some sound logic. They already own a two letter domain, which is like unheard yeah. of at Gold. this point. It's just go.com. I mean, I, they'd be nuts not to use it. That's I, and that's they, why they better they write James. They better write James Thatcher a big check for this idea. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then B. Lissa wrote in and said, hey, Tom, Brian, and Bryce, I have a couple of thoughts about why Nielsen's YouTube hours might be higher, though neither of them really applies to the most recent quarter. First, if you rent or buy a movie from Google now, you watch it in YouTube, where before they had a separate app for movies and TV shows. And second, since the pandemic, many more churches are live streaming their services than before, and more people are taking advantage of that than you might imagine. Besides people who just don't want to leave their house on Sunday morning, you get people who work on Sundays, so they watch service later. People who want to hear another pastor preach in addition to their own church's pastor, so they attend their own church but watch another on YouTube. And people who move to a different town but miss the church they attended before, uh, so now they watch it on YouTube. I'm personally aware of a couple of people who fit in each of these categories, so I'm not just making this stuff up. YouTube has come a long way from the days when they didn't have an official Roku app, when you had to use some kind of bootleg app to watch YouTube on Roku. Also, I agree with Bryce. YouTube Premium makes YouTube much better. I'm not usually a fan of paying for something if I can get it for free, but the ads on YouTube are so annoying that I actually pay for YouTube Premium. Still, you're wannabe boss waiting for Patreon to fix a bug that prevents me from continuing to support you. Be listen. Heck yeah. Uh, thank you, Belissa. And uh, and good thoughts. I, I like that Belissa was pointing out that, in fact, uh, that wouldn't necessarily explain the sudden rise in the last quarter. But those are those are con contributors, right? They may not be the most recent cause, but I feel like those are both valid reasons that, that things had been going up. Uh, Ashley Esqueda, it's a great to have you with us. Thank you so much for, for being along. Uh, if folks want to know more about what's going on with you, where should they go? Uh, they can go to ashleyscatha.com. I'm like kind of a, I'm like a woman about the internet these days. Yeah. I don't have like a, I'm, I'm, I'm my own person now. I don't work for a corporation anymore. Welcome um, to the club. I love it. Um, but I also, uh, if you're interested in like the next sort of like upcoming project, I'm very proud of it. Uh, I am the author of The Art of Psychonauts 2. And um, I also 
handpicked all of the art in this beautiful 400 page book that is coming out very soon. Um, and for your money for bang for your buck wise, it's less than an iPad, uh, folio case so um it's yeah it's, it's so unexpected you're getting a, literally the x10 is 404 pages you're getting 404 pages of like incredible artwork from the team at double fine for psychonauts 2 i combed through their internal forums and curated much of this um that's fantastic there's a lot of work also, worked on this for a long time if you were to buy 65 copies of it you still wouldn't even be close to owning whatever that new apple vr thing i'm just is. saying you could buy so many and give them to your friends and family yeah. and pets i mean and pets Talk about and art, over so friends. they can look at it it's fine you can just read the words out loud to them um but yeah so you can uh, it's that's over on i am 8 bits website they're going to be releasing it um, so please, uh, please check that out. And I, like I said, I'm really proud of it. And, uh, Tim Schaefer himself, if you are familiar with him, he, uh, he has endorsed it heartily. So he, he's fantastic. So if that's any kind of, any kind of motivation for you, then, um, I just cried when he, when he said it looked I bet. that I did yeah. a good job. No, that's so. great, Ashley. Good, good work. That's fantastic. Thanks. I'm so excited for everybody to see it. Cause I've been looking at it for a long time now and I got a sample finally. And, uh, I'm very, I'm very ready to see the whole thing all put together. So it'll be great. Well, folks, our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. And we are live on twitch.tv slash night attack Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra they're, they're scratching our itch, like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're fine. We're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>